It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. I am live from Prestatyn in North mm-hmm. Wales this week. You are. So if you hear rain and howling winds, <laughs> that is why I'm in a seaside town in the UK in August. I, I was going to ask, you would be glad to know that in, in London it is also raining and howling. So. Oh, have you been to London today? Oh, ha ha. <laughs> Yeah, zone four. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, zone uh, four. Mm. Now, um, I was going to tell you, I have had some great news. Really? Yes. Tell me it now. Or at least I received an email, and the first words in the email were "great news." Okay. I took the train here yesterday. I'm at yeah. my dad's house, by the way. I took the, took the train here yesterday. And because of COVID restrictions, the onboard shop isn't open as usual. So what you have to do is order on your phone and then they uh, they bring it to you on a trolley. Okay. So I ordered myself a cup of tea. It was £1.75. Nice. Two minutes later, uh, mm. I, I said later strangely then, didn't I? I went two minutes later... <laughs> Um, two minutes later, I received an email that said, great news, your order has been accepted. Accepted? Great news. Yeah. Accepted? Yeah. Like they're going to decline it. I'm yeah. ter- ter- we got terrible news for you. We declined your offer to buy a cup of tea for £1.75. Great news. Wow. I know. It was, it was like I'd been, I don't know, accepted to be a member of the Groucho Club or, or, or something, the, the way that it was presented as, as great news. Uh, and I suspect it's just hyperbole on the part of whoever came up with that standard email. But it also made me feel really sad for that person. What if their life is so bleak that they would consider it to be great news that somebody would take £1.75 off them for a cup of tea? Oh. No, it was, that was someone getting carried away. 100%. What's interesting is, uh, as, uh, this is the, the train company more generally, is that there's no flip side to this great news in, in their approach. Mm. So, for example, yesterday, 
the the driver was late turning up for work. I don't know if it was his fault or if there was some avoidable, unavoidable circumstance. I have to say that I think in 90%, maybe 90 slightly too high, let's go with 85% of the times when people are late, it's usually their fault. Right. Yeah, Disag- I'd say... Agree, disagree? I, I would probably just... Maybe slightly... No, I'll say, yeah, yeah. I'm probably, okay. You're probably right, yeah. Um, so the driver was late and uh, the train didn't leave until 20 minutes after it said on the timetable. And what, what was interesting was that I saw him sauntering up the platform... And I think it really takes something to saunter in that uh, in that situation. When you're 20 minutes late, yeah. You should and be rushing and sweating. And hundred people sitting on a train that should yes. have left already. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that takes a lot. Yes. Anyway, um, so when they made the announcement, here's what they said. Sorry to inform you that due to uh, lateness of a member of train crew, there will be a delay to today's service. We'll get back to you when we know exactly how long. Right. Now, they have made a decision as a company to to send out an email that says, great news, when they deign to take £1.75 off you for a cup of tea. Mm. By the same reasoning, shouldn't they have come on the tannoy system and said... Oh God, we got some terrible news for you. <laughs> yes. This is awful. This is this is the worst thing you've ever heard. Oh, you, you're going to be so upset. Just just brace yourself. Why why? Surely you have to have it both ways if you're going to say great news that we're going to allow you to pay for a cup of tea. And also, it's good to start with. Oh, I've got the worst news ever because then yes. when you say it's just to when you're like, oh, thank. Is that yeah. all it is? Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do yeah, that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've um I've found that I am very needy of the approval of the people who work on the train. How does that manifest itself? Well, so you've got the situation where masks, face masks at the moment, at at least in England, are optional Mm -hmm. on trains. But the the staff all wear them, so clearly it's compulsory for them to to wear them. Mm -hmm. So I always make sure I have my mask on. And then what I do is when I get my cup of tea, I put it on between sips Oh, really? Are you taking that seriously? Yeah, okay. and I think most people are just lowering for, for the duration of the entire hot beverage. Yes, like but most, I But yeah. I really want those people who work on the train to think that I am more responsible and, and therefore like me more. Mm, I wonder if they do. <laughs> also, why is it important to me, really, that, yeah. that the, the people who work on the trains, who, who see, like, they're literally walking past hundreds of people every time they go up and down the train why is it so important for them to think that i'm one of the good ones even though they don't know me from adam and they'll probably never see me again yeah yeah i had this thought yesterday where i was taking my son on a a tube journey of one stop and um he usually wears a mask like on public transport but he was he was eating a lollipop and i had the thought could I cut a hole in, in, in the mask and just stick the lollipop through so he's still wearing it? I'm like, well, listen to yourself. Like, oh, God. I didn't, oh, God. obviously. Now I'm feeling awful because I don't make Jean wear a mask because it's not compulsory. Everyone's oh. going to think you're a better person than yeah. I am. Hooray, I am the best, <laughs> finally. Shall we hear from some of our drifters? 
Let's first one is from Annie. On the subject of anthropomorphizing, am I the only person who faces a real dilemma when the toilet paper doesn't tear cleanly along the perforations and a tiny shred remains attached to the next sheet? My instinct is always to carefully tear that off as well and throw it down the loo. Otherwise, I feel bad about the little one being separated from its family <laughs> and left behind. But then a part of me worries that perhaps it wanted to stay behind with the other sheet and I've inadvertently caused the very tragedy I was trying to prevent. I've never confessed to these thoughts before, but now I have. I hope that someone out there will understand. I feel that Annie has really thrown down the gauntlet. Can we get uh, a more extreme or unusual example of ascribing human characteristics to inanimate objects i'm not going to attempt to say the word um than that that is really special i think andy i'd not thought of that and of course now every time i use toilet paper Mm, that that mm. will occur to me i'm going to be checking now it's going to be exhausting Yeah. yeah um this one is from vanessa a bit of background about her she's from taylor's south carolina usa and she says she's been listening to you for years. There we go. Oh, There's your background. So nice. Yes. Does she sort of drown you out? Uh, well, she says your show, so, you know. Oh, sorry. Been listening to you as in us. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Hang on. No, I need, I need clarity here. You said it as if she'd just been listening to me for years. I did. I did. I did say that. But and what is... she actually writes is I've been listening to your show for years. Annabelle, why would, why would you write yourself out? Because I know we all know what she really means. She means no, that she's listening. To... <laughs> I think they're listening for you. Oh. Okay, let's not get but into I think that. It's beca- maybe it's because, okay, listen to the next sentence and maybe yeah. that's why I said it. She goes okay. on, because I know how much Jeff enjoys a good bathroom story. I thought I'd share something that happened to me 27 years ago in 1994. Oh, wow. Wow. Obviously, it stuck with me this long and continues to be one of those many embarrassing memories that keeps me awake at night. I remember it just like it happened yesterday. In 1994, I was a college student at the University of Georgia. After classes one day, I was driving back home when I was struck with a desperate need to use the facilities. Fortunately, I was driving past a nice convenience store that had just opened a few months prior. I pulled into the lot and ran inside. The store was crowded, but the bathrooms were near the front door and fortunately they were unoccupied. These were single rooms with a single toilet and sink, no individual stalls. I walked into the ladies' room and shut the door behind me. However, when I did so, the lever-style door handle came off in my hand. I froze for a few seconds in sheer panic, holding the door handle and staring at the black hole from whence it came. For those few seconds, I completely forgot that I needed to go to the bathroom, but soon the urge came over me again, and I decided that I'd better go and do my business before figuring a way out of this predicament. So there I was, sitting on the toilet, staring at the door handle hole, with a thousand different scenarios running through my head. One, I know I didn't lock the door before I closed it. What if someone walks in on me? Two, what if the door did lock when the handle broke off? How would they get me out of here? Three, what if they have to call the fire department to come and break the door down? Four, how long will I have to stay in here before my friends and family start looking for me? And on and on and on. I made up my mind that I was going to channel my inner handyman and fix the handle myself. So I finished my business, washed my hands, sat on the floor and started working on the door handle. Soon it became pretty apparent that a few critical components had broken off when I closed the door. And after trying to fix it for about 10 to 15 minutes, I gave up, took a deep breath and swallowed my pride. I started banging on the door. Help! Somebody help! 
I yelled, hoping that someone in the busy store would hear me and be brave enough to open the bathroom door, praying that the other side of the door handle still worked, praying that they wouldn't have to call the fire department. Finally, after what seemed like hours, but what I'm sure was only a couple of minutes, a store clerk came and opened the door. I handed him the door handle. You have a problem, I said. Thanks for saving me. And I nonchalantly walked out of the store while all of the shoppers stopped and stared at me. (laughs) If ever the earth could have swallowed me up, that would have been a good time. But I'm thankful for my freedom and I'm thankful for that brave, convenient store clerk. And I'm glad I didn't die of embarrassment or have a panic attack while trapped in that bathroom. Stuff like that always seems to happen to me. Oh, wow. Oh. What I mean, did you say all... as well? Like, what did what did she actually say? She said, help, somebody help. Help, It's, somebody it's the help. wording. It's like, I, I would spend hours thinking, what am I going to say? Like, how shall I say I know. this? I know, <sighs> I know. But then to go from help, somebody help to an almost funsy-like, you have yes. a problem. Yes. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just walking out and that's it. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, and I got fantastic. one more as well from, this oh, is from Aaron. Not sure if this is the most drifter thing that we have done, but reflecting on it now, it does seem like we have overthought a simple situation. A tradesman has been working in our house, so had his van on our driveway. Therefore, when my wife returned home from work, she parked on the road. However, just as she did, our very assertive, friendly neighbour came into her front garden and said, oh, don't do that, just use my driveway. Despite saying it was fine, as we really didn't care and would just move the car later that night, she got in her car and moved along a bit so ours could fit in her driveway. Now, we didn't need to use the car for a few days, so it felt very odd just leaving our car on our neighbour's driveway whilst ours is now empty. We also felt it would look very odd if we just got in the car and did a U-turn into our driveway straight from her driveway, like we didn't think her driveway was good enough or we were ungrateful for the off-road parking offer and couldn't wait to get our car back on our property. So here I am cooking dinner whilst my wife is sat in the car in the next road for probably the next 15 minutes. So it looks like we had to pop somewhere. Of course, (laughs) she's taken a bag of shopping from our food cupboard. So it looks like we just nipped to the shops and then parked (laughs) in our own driveway. This seemed like the most logical thing to do, but now I'm not so sure. How long would you have left your car on your neighbor's driveway? Oh, I love that so much. That's brilliant. That That's something that um, I always enjoy. And I feel like I've had a thousand of those moments myself where you perform doing something so that you don't look weird, yes. even though the performance itself is deeply, deeply weird. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. So uh, some stories of that, the, the lengths you've gone to so that people don't think you're odd. Um, that's That's great. Also, having to figure out had to ask for help in some way and getting mm. yourself in a tizzy. Mm-mm. And of course, ascribing um, human characteristics to inanimate objects. Yep. Always a joy. And uh, and the, the, the toilet roll has set the bar there. From It was Annie, that one, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So um, please send us your stories and just your general stories of, uh, of awkwardness and ineptitude. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle. Yes. I am ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. This is how the internet has fueled my insanity. I'm going to give you one example of this. It's shameful, but I am very confident that I'm not alone. So when my book, Annabelle versus the Internet, not available in all good bookstores or in any bookstores, but you might find a secondhand (laughs) copy online, 
When my book was being published, there was a member of staff at the publishing house that I hated with a terrible, unhealthy passion. I don't think it helped that I had a six-month-old baby at the time and was never getting more than a few hours sleep at a time. But, you know, it was, I can see now it was slightly insane anyway. So I won't say what this person's job was, but they weren't involved in the actual making of the book, which I know now it's done quite a lot. But anyway, this was my interaction with him. So there was a short phone call to discuss strategy. He was 30 minutes late for the call. Bit annoying as I timed the baby's nap for the call, but they weren't to know that. So, you know, fair enough. And he could have been in the 15%, I think probably closer to 10 of people whose lateness isn't their fault. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to accept that. Then they sent an email saying they were starting work on my book. I reply with questions. No answer. I sent another email asking the same questions and some more questions. No answer. I sent another email with some ideas. No answer. I call the office. They're out of the office and don't return my phone call. They finally reply 11 days after my first email. Now, I can see with the benefit of not being sleep deprived that it's not like I'm JK Rowling or Dolly Alderton. <laughs> they probably they probably do get their emails answered. Like this person probably had better things to do and they probably didn't like my book, which, you know, is fair enough. It's not for everybody. For example, it wasn't for my boyfriend's auntie's partner who said to me at a family wedding, it was, it was okay at the start, but it got a bit repetitive. And the thing is, Annabelle, you can write, but you're not a writer. I'm a writer. What? Once again, fair enough. I, but what I, is wrong with what is wrong with somebody that they would say that even if they think it? I know, but I, I wasn't even insulted. But you're say right. Say it behind it, yeah. your back. Behind, behind my back. Say say it to everyone else at that wedding behind my back. Don't yes. say it to my face. But it didn't even really bother me because, you know, this is probably true. Anyway, I can see all this now, but in the midst of having a six-month-old who barely slept and trying to negotiate the launch of a book that I'd, you know, worked really hard on, I probably wasn't thinking straight and I became overwhelmed by my hatred of this person. I would say occupied about 80% of my thoughts. <laughs> but the worst way that it manifested itself was that I became like an MI5 operative tracking a terrorist suspect on the internet. Like multiple <laughs> times a day, I checked their Twitter. Like it became part of my daily routine, like feed the baby, check this person on Twitter, see what books they were tweeting about on their publication. And then I'd become obsessed with that book and what they'd done work-wise for that book, which they hadn't done for mine, which then <laughs> occupied hours of deep internet research. I got enraged about how sweary and outspoken they were on Twitter. Then I moved on to their Instagram and I studied every post until I honestly think I could have confidently written their biography. There was <laughs> nothing that I didn't know and all of it fueled my hatred. And what has struck me since is that would any of this even slightly happened pre-internet? Would I have been travelling up and down the country going to records offices <laughs> and rummaging through bins and getting a job as a cleaner in their doctor's surgery so I could read their files and breaking into their house so I could find their old school of record of achievement? No, that is what the internet has done to me, to us. It is to us, right? Tell me it's not just me. You've done this, right? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Yeah, Good. yeah. But the difference is I would have been passive aggressively liking those tweets and Ooh. Instagram posts. <laughs> next time. Oh, I'll be doing that next time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I have two mini quandaries for you. Oh, lovely. Go on. The first one is to uh, to to keep my anxiety under control. I'm spending a lot of time clearing out my loft at the moment. Okay. And whilst doing this, I found a digital piano that I bought in, I'm going to say 2010, that I connected up to my computer, played around with one day, and then packed it away and never touched it again. Okay. So I thought, I need to get rid of that somehow. The next day, a friend was round, and I mentioned this, and he said, oh, I'll have that. Okay. He said, I said, great, great. He said, do you want anything for it? I said, no, please take it. Um, Then he says, I can't take it. I can't take it now, but I'll come back soon. Mm, My question is, Mm, mm. how long do I have to have this enormous thing Mm. out of my loft just sitting there um, before I broach it with him? And and then how do I broach it with him? I have to say that would really bug me because it actually takes quite a lot of energy to decide to do a clear out and to sort of make decisions about things. And then you need it done there and then, otherwise it's never going to happen. And it would really annoy me. It was just sort of hanging around. Yes, but how do you give them a deadline? Like, did yes. you give them a deadline when they said it, or you didn't say? Well, no, as long as you do it by the end, I'll come yeah. back soon. soon. But then there's not been much movement in that, or in fact, any movement in that direction. Okay, this is what I do. I would message them and say, "Oh, um, one of my neighbours has shown a real interest in this in this um, keyboard." Um, and they want to come and get it today. But if, you, if they want to get they want to get it next week, you can get it before then, it's still all yours. Otherwise, it's really under my feet and I keep stubbing my toe on it, so it's up to you. Something like that, something like it's that. It's a, a slightly high-risk strategy, though, because, like, I'm not even quite sure what I'm going to do with it if this guy doesn't take it, um. in as much as it... it doesn't quite feel right just putting it out with the rubbish, but it's too big to take to a charity shop. Mm, and then okay. it would feel just putting it out on the pavement like I sometimes do with stuff for someone to take. So you are, they are doing quite a big favour for you, really. Shh, don't say that on the podcast. What if they hear it? <laughs> can, you, can you just put it back in the loft and just wait uh, wait maybe. it out? It's annoying. I wish I was the sort of person who would see something like that and think, oh, I can put that on eBay and get £80. Mm. But then when I start thinking about bubble wrap and parcel tape, yeah. I just can't. I just think oh, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, give it to a charity shop. Listen, here's the deal. I think that just revealed something about me, how I think <laughs> of doing a kind act for a charity shop as an option of last resort. <laughs> but, you know, it's getting it there. It's difficult. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, so if, if this person hasn't picked it up within a time frame you're happy with, I'll take it off your hands and sell it on eBay. <laughs> and you can okay, have the money. Yeah. There's your deal. I've done that before when you've come round in your car. I've given yeah. you a bunch of stuff to put on eBay. I know. And I've sold it, made some money. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a bit shameful. I feel a bit embarrassed about it. But, you know, if you if you don't want it. It does. It takes, takes it off my hands. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Okay, but I do like I do like money as well. Mm. It, it would be useful. Some of it would be useful. How, how about we go fifty fifty then? How does that sound? Is that fair? I mean, I think uh, really as the supplier of the goods. Oh, you think you should have I more? Think you commission- no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am negotiating you down from taking a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, next, next thing. Ready? Okay, go on. Yeah. Is that rusty? I can hear. Yeah, that. he's having a little bark. A little bark. How song. is he? Uh, I don't know. It must be somebody at the door, but I'll just ignore it. Don't worry. My dad's dog will stand at the um, at the the what you call them French doors, patio doors, and just stand there staring as if it wants to go out. So then you open the doors for it. It walks out two paces, barks, and then comes back in again. Oh, I every love time, that. Every really? time, really, just wants to what go out and do that on one bark. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Um, okay, second quandary I've got for yeah. myself then. Okay. Sarah has had a blow up with the dry cleaner. Oh no. Now I should say at this point that the dry cleaner I feel is a bigger part of her life than most people's lives. Really? Which I don't quite understand cuz it's not like she's wearing a lot of business suits. Um but she is forever taking things to be shortened, lengthened, cleaned, you know, alterations as well as the the, the cleaning. Okay, okay. Whereas I think I'm a bit more typical in that every now and again I'll notice something says dry clean only on it, have a pang of anxiety about the fact that it's been through the washing machine <laughs> 10 times already, yeah, yeah. and then think, oh, I'll do the right thing and, and take it to the dry cleaner, mm. and then go and pick it up a few days later. Uh, okay. And I always enjoy looking for it when I get in the shop. Never once have I been in a dry cleaner's and been able to spot my thing on the racks. They always find it from somewhere else never really wow yeah, i'm always always like um always really keeping my eyes peeled scrutinizing those racks never once have i seen the thing that i'm collecting you know they put all the best stuff at the front don't you to like make themselves look like they're the best would, dry cleaners it, yeah. <laughs> mine's all ruined from being through the wash 10 times and anyway so sarah is is not like that she is in the dry cleaner multiple times a week generally Really? And this is yeah. amazing to me. Wow, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's, I remember when I was first courting her when she lived in New York, it's the, the first time I noticed it, and I thought, oh, you're more involved with the dry cleaner than uh, than anybody I've ever met before, in that she was on first-name terms with her. Do you think it's a cultural thing? Do you think it's something Americans just use dry cleaners more? I would be more? curious to hear that from mm. our uh, American listeners. But, um, so, but by contrast, I haven't been to the dry cleaners for well over 10 years. So that's quite, quite the Yeah, quite the quote. Yeah, honestly. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. So, uh, I mean, you're extreme as well, though, I think. <laughs> Probably. Um, so we have this really nice local dry cleaner. It's the closest one to our house, I think. And um, she's in there a lot. They're really nice. The woman who does the alterations is always giving Gene a sweet to the extent that if we walk past, he goes in, has a little chat with her because he knows it's transactional and he'll get a sweetie. Um, so we, in, in, in other words, we have a friendly relationship with them. Mm. However, it has long been Sarah's opinion that apart from one guy who is very charismatic and is perhaps the owner... The, the place is not run as efficiently as she would like it to be. And there's always some kind of problem with her turning up when something should be ready and it not being quite ready, etc. Okay. Last week, she went in. That's exactly what happened. And she had a blow up. 
No. And she said to them, listen, you're such nice people. Um, Been coming here a long time, but every single time there is a problem. And I'm sorry, you're so kind to my son, but I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take my business elsewhere. No, and these are, she probably makes up the majority of their business. This is terrible for them. Yeah. So, so that's how she left it with them. Now, my feeling, and I'm not in there multiple times a week, but I, I am every now and again. And if my son wants to go in for a, a chat, that's a nice thing for him to do. I feel like ah, they mess up a bit, but but so what? If something's a day late, what does it what does it matter to me? Yeah. So, do I have to be loyal to Sarah and, in a show of unity, uh-huh. boycott the dry cleaner, mm. or is there some way that I can keep going there? And if so, do I have to kind of throw her under the bus a bit? And 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 by doing that be liked more by them yes yeah kind of i do i have to mention it do i have to do an eye roll and do you have to keep it as your dirty little secret like exactly you, yeah like will she, will she catch you, yeah she'll catch you coming out and that'll be a terrible thing yes so i, mean, I, just, I don't this is like, very difficult what i don't have a clear sense of is how demanding she is compared to a regular customer. Mm-mm. Because I think she's nice. She's definitely nice and polite when she goes in places. But maybe she's got higher standards. Than, maybe it's a cultural thing Mm-mm. and a British dry cleaner is unaccustomed to uh, the, the, the requests that an American might just be water off a duck's, duck's back to them. But I think so, it's a reasonable expectation to have things ready on time and that does mm, seem to be part of the problem. It does seem to be part of the problem. Mm. Because here's a thing. There was one time I was in there Mm. and the subject of what we did for a living came up. So I very quickly brushed over what I do and to to divert attention away from myself, I mentioned that she was a comedian. And the guy behind the counter was so shocked that that could be true (laughs) that he went and got the other guy from the back of the dry cleaners. (laughs) And they were saying, no way, what, she's a comedian, but she's so serious. Really? So, wow. Serious equals demanding. Wow. She's like some like big hotshot city CEO walking in there with like with her demands and like, yeah. wow. Yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine it. So what do you think the best option is? Double life, boycott, or tell her that I'm going to keep you. I can't, I can't tell her. I'm too scared of her. It has to be one of the other two. I think actually it's probably easier to get divorced. (laughs) There there you go. There's your answer. Well, we've heard a couple of my quandaries. Shall we now hear yours in Quandary Clinic at the Glap Clinic? uh, I am in an attic, actually. I'm in my dad's attic, so uh, it can still be problematic. Mm. And I'm in my problem living room and it, mm. there are a lot of problems. So that's good <laughs> <laughs> looking around. First one is from Defender of the Realm. I recently missed a call from someone I know, but I'm not particularly close to. And they left a voice message saying, hi, name. Can you call me back when you get a chance? The problem is in the voice message, they use a name that is similar to mine, but was clearly not mine. Along the lines of Lucy rather than Lisa. Now, there is a Lucy in our friends group and they and the caller are much closer friends. So was the message 
actually meant for her. If so, surely it's awkward for us both if I return the call and she has to say she actually didn't mean to call me. So what do I do? Obviously, I've initiated the port protocol for now, but Mm. should I call back? I mean, I think classic port protocol. Well, although there was a voice message. The difficulty is, is yeah, of course you shouldn't call back. I mean, you shouldn't call back someone anyway, but you shouldn't call back somebody... um, who hasn't even mean to call you because that would just be horrifying for them. But yes. then, but then there's this awkward now that this, the person who is meant for might have been expect they'll be thinking they're rude for not calling back. So you need to correct the mistake. Yes. Yes. Okay. Isn't it just text message saying, yes, Hey, uh, you left yes. a voice message. I think it, you meant to, uh, I think it was meant for Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the obvious answer, isn't it? Yeah. Or, I mean, depending on how interested you are in what's going on, maybe a call to Lucy to say, uh, so what's the deal with you and such and such then? And why are you feeling the need to bit. talk to each other on the phone? What's going on yeah, there? That's true. That's true. <laughs> what are you plotting? That's <laughs> yeah. plotting something. Well, maybe they're forming an alliance against you. Oh, gosh, yeah, maybe. And then and this way you've broke. Oh, yeah, because you know when you're thinking about someone in a bad way mm. and then you accidentally text them and yes. say, yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. Yeah, I hope we're so not feeling any to, paranoia here. <laughs> I think you need to send them both messages that say, "I know what's going on." <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's that is the the only answer yeah. here. Great. Okay, let's yeah. move on. Okay. To, to Fiona, I would like to know what to do in the following situations where somebody is unaware of something that has gone awry with their appearance, something stuck in their teeth, yes. food on the face, smudged makeup flies undone and trousers that are see-through in the light and you can see their knickers. Does it depend on your relationship to the person? Absolutely. If, even with a good friend, I struggle to alert them to any of the above. I don't know what, why I find it so mortifying, but I think I can't handle their embarrassment. And even though I know they'll be more embarrassed later when they notice it, plus confused as to why I didn't say anything, at least I won't be there to witness it. Please let me know the right thing to do. Well, I suppose if they were to ever bring it up, you'd say, oh, I never noticed. You look great. I didn't mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so let's say a work colleague, something stuck in their teeth. Yes or no? Say something yes or no. Work colleague, no. Uh, friend. How close? Mm, you're at a party and it's just like a friend, not a great friend, just a friend. So like you, for example. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just a friend, just a friend. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put a name to. Can, <laughs> I really want you to use the first name of somebody you would think of as uh, the, um, that closer friend to me, i.e., not that close. But right. I have a slight paranoia about it. Why have you got paranoia about it? Like, what if it it was to get back to them somehow? Even Other. if it was only a first name, I could then say it was someone else. Well, I'd probably sort of like th- I'd bring out um, an old work colleague or something that you don't really see. I know that you don't see anymore. Okay. They 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 are friend. They are like a like Emma. What about Emma, who we used to work with? Like she was a friend of yours, but I, I'm imagining you don't oh, see right. her much anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, that's somebody I've not seen in in almost decades. I think. Yeah, yeah. But she is a she is a friend of yours. Like you're probably friends with her on some social media or yeah, something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think well of her, but we have no ongoing social relationship outside yeah. of being friends online. Yeah. Okay. So let me think. So where are we? Okay, you bump into her at a bus stop. See, I think I would enjoy having something to say. 
Oh, it'd give you some small talk. Yes. Oh, I do, I find it so embarrassing. So I don't. I, I don't know if I find that that embarrassing. Because really? It's. I. I think maybe uh, this is a fault in me, but I'd rather have that to blurt out than be trying to draw something up from the well of small talk. Mm. I think I'm with Fiona. I'd, that- I'd go. I'd go like this. Emma, I need to let you know something, and I'm only letting you know this because you'd be horrified if I didn't. There's, yeah. there's a bit of something in your teeth there, oh. and and then she'd like then that'd fill a few seconds while she fiddled around with her teeth. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd say something like, "Oh, what was it?" And then <laughs> then we could have an interesting conversation about what what wow. had been stuck in her teeth. Okay, and you See, wouldn't that, feel that for me gets me off the hook of small yes. talk. Yes, and you wouldn't feel embarrassed by her embarrassment. But why? Why should you be embarrassed? I, I don't I understand. Think it, it, oh right! Like, oh, you don't think I'm it's embarrassing? Who feels embarrassed by so many things? Oh, this is so interesting. You don't feel embarrassed when you got something stuck in your teeth. No, I feel like, mortified. I, I wouldn't like to um, to to uh, go for a job interview with something stuck in between my teeth. But if if I was out to dinner with someone and something stuck in between my teeth, I'd just it, it's just a piece of information. No thanks. I can't see my own face, so that's helpful to me. Wow. So t- t- tell me why it's embarrassing. I don't... Well, that's a good question. Why do I feel embarrassed by it? I just feel that cause there's something disgusting about me, I think, something revolting about me. I remember I went... When I lived in Poland, I went, <laughs> I went on this date with this guy to a pizza restaurant. And I, I may have been slightly drunk. And there was... The pizzas had this kind of very sort of herby sauce that you don't get in this country. And um, and I went on this like very long rant about feminism and stuff, and I was really ranting away. And then I went to the toilet and I looked in the mirror, and it wasn't like I had one bit of herb stuck in my teeth. It was like I had I had black teeth, and I and I think about that all the time and how embarrassed I am by it. But was, and you, but you wouldn't find that embarrassing? No, I don't think I would at all. <laughs> Why do I find it so embarrassing? I don't, I don't know. know. What 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 would what would your parents think about? What would your mum say about stuff stuck in between your teeth? She would say, "I'm absolutely mortified to have to tell you this." <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'm trying to wonder whether. But a lot of people have it, so I, I wonder if I'm the exception. Mm. Um, but it doesn't make me disgusted. I suppose maybe if you've been eating like a pig or something. Mm-hmm. What about like, food on the face? Is that any different? Any of these different for you? Do you feel embarrassed by food on the face? Maybe a l- maybe I'd feel a bit more embarrassed about food on my face. Okay. But as somebody who's constantly spilling stuff on myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's just such a normal part of life for me. Flies undone. It doesn't bother me that much. Really? What about trousers that are see-through in the light and everyone can see your knickers? Well, I can sometimes feel about underwear. What's the point in having nice underwear because nobody ever sees it? (laughs) No. um, Okay, so you don't, this isn't, okay, this is good. It's like it's healthy that you feel this way. This this is the one way in which I'm quite functional. Mm, mm. And so you're happy to tell what flies undone. You're happy to tell, for example, not even a work colleague, like say bus driver and you happen to glance down. Are you happy to tell them? No, because that's none of my business. I shouldn't be looking at his crotch. I don't think that, I don't think that unless... I was walking into into a meeting or on stage with someone. I don't hmm. think I would tell them that the flies were undone. Oh, okay. So that's one that you probably wouldn't mention. Yeah. I mean, it's and maybe maybe into a playground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't like it if my fly. I'd 
maybe feel embarrassed if somebody told me my flies were undone in a playground because I think there might be a subtext <laughs> to what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, that's there. Yeah. And what and what about trousers that are see through in the light and you can see their knickers? You'd never mention. Would you mention that to your wife? Um, maybe I'm trying to think. Right. What would I say to her and say? Just to let you know, this might be intentional. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not the fashionista here. But it is possible to see the the, the colour and, and shape of your underwear through your trousers. I think it looks great, but I'm just giving you that piece of information. I would say that. Yeah, that is that is masterful. <laughs> Can you. I write that? I'm going to listen yes. back to that and write yeah. it down. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we've particularly solved that, but I found it fascinating. Well, Well, if you're the one who struggles with all those things surely well, your your opinion is more interesting than mine then well i mean I, I don't know what the rule should be i think if someone's got i think that if they're not like a very close friend don't say that okay, let me give an example i got on the bus mm. and um i saw my neighbor on the bus mm. and she's got very thick very long mascara eyelashes and one of the eyelashes had like fallen onto her cheek and it was like there was this big spider on her cheek and I couldn't stop staring at it. But they, I just couldn't bring myself to say, oh, you've got an eyelash on your cheek. I just couldn't do it. And then as she got off, I saw her kind of like reach to her face and kind of notice it and look embarrassed. And what should I have done then? Hmm. I, th- I think I might, I think I would have said something. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I did. I think the people who are finding it difficult just need to put that aside and just say something because it, it's better than small talk. I'm really... I'm finding very little to feel positive about myself at the moment, and mm. this has really helped me with that. Okay, I know that's good. not that wasn't the uh, the intention. The intention was to get some some clear guidance, which mm, I hope mm. you've just provided. But um, I'm I'm feeling quite good, unless I am in fact disgusting and I just don't realise it. <laughs> no, and I, I think, need to feel worse all, about myself. We should all just take a lesson from you and just think it's not embarrassing and it doesn't matter, and just say it unless it's unnecessary. I just think we're all disgusting. Mm. We're like dis- and not. And it's okay to give people a bit of a like. Human, oh, you've it's got human. It's human. Mm. Mm. Okay, right. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Look at me. I'm so functional. I know. Congratulations. And that was this week's podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, or if you have a story of social ineptitude, uh, of I'm going to try anthropomorphizing. Oh, no, no, no. Say it, Annabelle. I don't know if I'm doing it right, anthropomorphizing. I, yeah, that doesn't sound good either. But oh, I mean, no, really? Oh. I'm going to go on one of those YouTube videos where they say it. Mm-mm. I'm going to go to a language lab. Anthropomorphizing. Now I've lost my confidence. Now I Did can't even say it. Did you have a language it. lab at your school? Um, no. Well, maybe we did. No, I don't think so. No. Mine was. Um, I, I always loved the language lab, but I think not that many schools had them. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen them on TV programs. And and really, which shows are they? I'd love to watch a show about a language lab. <laughs> Anthropomorphizing. Oh, anthropomorphizing. That's it. Anthropa. Anthropomorphizing. Yeah. It's the morphizing. I was saying it wrong. I think. I think it's um, you. You want to say morphing, don't you? It's the eyes. I, I was saying morphosizing. That's eyes wrong. Have it. 
Morphizing. Right. Yeah, anthropomorphizing. 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 We there need we to go. get cool, cool rhythm going. Anthropomorphizing. 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 Do you remember um, Henry? In, oh, it might have been Clive in Neighbours teaching uh, mm. Scott and Charlene and Mike and uh, playing Jane Superbrain how to get through their HSCs by playing bongos and memorising <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a cool that's teacher. What we need, that's what we need to do with yeah. that one. Oh, God, we've gone off piece here, haven't we? Anyway, uh, stories of that thing, <laughs> anthropomorphising. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, it works. And, um, uh, and uh, strange behaviour that you've got up to to convince people that you're not strange all this stuff the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com thanks to man and the echo for the back of music and to emily harrison for the incidental music kim rainey designed our artwork and carla gowlett took the photos and uh, I, th- I think i have to um finish this week by saying you have a problem thanks for saving me Podication time. This comes from the Imperial Lady, Flossie. And Flossie says, Hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. I would finally like to make a podication to the wonderful Lois. Lois has been such a brilliant friend for 19 years now. I introduced her to the world of Jeff and Annabelle during the late night show days. God, 15 years ago now. Wow, that's years. something, isn't it? If, is mm. it? Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Mm. Oh, Annabelle. I know. Really coming to terms with some stuff at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> the passing of time. Was, turns out I was naive to think the good days were still ahead of me. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and, um, and we both kept listening to the now weekly dose of drivel ever since. Now, this wonderful friend, Lois, um, has made not one lovely publication in my name, but two. One celebrating my engagement to my now husband, Theo, and the other celebrating the birth of our son, Jago. My lack of reciprocative publication must make you think that Lois has yet to have had any significant life moments to celebrate. But you'd be so wrong. This is interesting because I have been thinking. I have been thinking about that. Really? Thinking like, gosh, I mean, this Lois we've heard about for so long. <laughs> Seems that like there's been so little going on. Oh, well, her. we'll find out. Well, here we go. Um, Flossie says, "I blame the six-month-old glued to my boob most of the day, but honestly, I'm just a bit lazy and being the ultimate drifter, nervous that I wouldn't be able to write anything that would do young Lois justice, but." Over the past six months alone, Lois has got herself engaged to her lovely fiancé, Arvi. She says, which is pronounced Arvi. <laughs> I don't think she does it. <laughs> um, packed up their life in London and moved to New Zealand. Wow. Oh, nice. Brought a gorgeous puppy home, oh. little Brixton. Great. I want to know more about Brixton, please. And they have just opened up their own, uh, their very own neighbourhood coffee shop, Six Ounces, 
in Merivale Christchurch for the New Zealand listeners. Pop on down for puppy cuddles with your morning coffee. She is living a good life right now. That is so nice. Ooh, I want to Google six ounces. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it too. Hang a second. Six ounces coffee. Oh, it's closed. I think it's probably middle of the night where... I'm going, on, I'm going on the Instagram. I'm going on the website. Oh, nice web. Oh, it looks nice. Let me have a look. Menu. The wrong one. <laughs> Menus. Uh, we serve switch coffee with a choice of dairy, oat or coconut milk and a selection of tea leaf teas. Oh, it looks so nice. It looks look lovely. Good, it? Oh, they cater to veggies and vegans all. They've got homemade well natural dog treats. Oh, my goodness. Am I going to see Sophie a picture of Brixton? Full time <gasps> tart, bringing a cake every few days. I've just seen a picture of Brixton. Oh, really? He's really cute. Is he a good boy? Very good boy. He's oh, got nice boy. plants. Oh, look at those cakes. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I wish I'd gone on the Instagram. Network, <laughs> no, I'm well, on their fa- I'm on their Facebook. Uh-huh. Oh, Brixton well, is so know. cute. Um. Well, let's hope there is an influx of drifters heading their way. Flossie also says, although I wish Lois had wanted to stay in London and try not to take offence, uh, uh, determined move away from me, I wish her, ah, <laughs> and uh, Brixton the best of luck in their new life on the other side of the world. Sending her lots of love, the Imperial Lady Flossie. I enjoy anyone who takes that kind of thing personally. Yeah. But what about me, though? <laughs> yeah. Is it because of me? They should have taken you. Yeah. And Theo. And um, and Jago, yeah, of course. And anybody else you you want to tag along? With Us, me? maybe. Oh, I'd really love to start a new life in New Zealand. Anywhere, really. Anywhere, oh, right? Anywhere, <laughs> just a new life. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. Lovely to have you both still with us, and uh, glad that so much has been going on for both of you, even. So there's now this uh, this is opposite opposite hemispheres thing. Um, always like knowing somebody's listening a long way away as well. That makes me yes, happy. Yes, me too. Yeah. So there we go. The latest edition of the podcast, podicated from Flossie to Lois. If you would like a podication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Okay. Lovely. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. 
Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.